so glad you've joined us on the ERLC podcast to explore how the Bible addresses important cultural issues pertaining to life, religious liberty, marriage and family, and human dignity, and how we can walk in wisdom for God's glory and for the flourishing of our neighbors. If you're enjoying this podcast and find it helpful, please leave a review wherever you listen. This will help more people find and benefit from what we're learning together. We are grateful for the time you take to join us for these conversations. Welcome to Weekly Tech, a technology and ethics podcast focused on navigating this digital age with wisdom. Weekly Tech is brought to you by the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission, and I'm your host, Jason Thacker. As a reminder, you can sign up to receive our Weekly Tech email briefings each Monday morning at jasonthacker.com slash weeklytech. In this weekly tech interview, I'm joined by my friend and colleague, Trillia Newbell, to talk about parenting, kids, and technology. Trillia is the author of numerous books, and her writing focuses on issues of faith, family, and diversity. She's also a commentator on World Radio, a sister platform of World Magazine. She's a highly sought-after speaker and also serves at Moody Publishers as an acquisition editor. She also serves as director of community outreach here at the ERLC. So let's welcome Trillia to the podcast. Well, Trillia, thank you so much for joining us here on Weekly Tech. As we get started, I want to have you introduce yourself a little bit to listeners and tell us a little bit about your background. Yeah, so I am a writer and speaker, You're, and I have two wonderful children, um, who one's 14, which is crazy to me, and a 10, almost 11-year-old, and then my husband of 17 years. And so we live in the Nashville area, and um, I have written a kid's book called God's Very Good Idea, and several other books, um, mostly geared towards discipleship. I'll just sum it up that way, mostly geared towards discipleship. And I am um, just really honored to get to do those things and work in the ministry. And as you mentioned, I'm now also an acquisitions editor at Moody Publishers, which is a lot of fun. Well, I know, um, I will say for listeners, definitely check out her book, uh, her kid's book. It's a really helpful book. Um, My son actually pulled it off the shelf this morning and asked if we could read it this afternoon. So there's a little plug for your book, Trillia. Hey, thank you. Um, (laughs) It's talking about God's good idea for race and diversity within the church. And it's just a really helpful book. So I encourage listeners to grab that. Trillia, so our conversation today kind of focuses on kids and technology. Uh, A few weeks back on Twitter, you referenced a promotional video from a new robot companion being marketed to parents. You had tagged me in a post on it. And yes, listeners, you did hear that right. A robot companion for children. Uh, The company is embodied and they have a new Moxie robot that's due to ship out later this fall. You can reserve one for the low, low price of $50 right now. Um, to get your reserve on uh, for the robot. But the actual cost of the unit is $1,500 with a $59.99 per month service fee. Uh, But as a little bonus for people, you get the first year of service for free. Um, But when you shared this video, Trillia, it really kind of, I I tweeted back, I said it fascinated me and also frightened me at the same time. Um, Because this is the age that we live in. We live in an age 
um, what I write about and talk a lot about with artificial intelligence, with these emerging technologies. And they're not just far off kind of uh, futuristic technologies. They're technologies that are already impacting our daily lives. Um, and honestly, that of our children. Uh, Moxie on their website talks about this robot, that it features meaningful play uh, every single day, discovery and exploration, stories and reading, conversations uh, between the child and the robot, uh, teaches mindfulness and creativity, and also focuses on life events. And so uh, we'll put a link to the website and the promotional video in the show notes for listeners to go check out. Um, but it, I wanted to kind of get your initial impression, Trillia. When you saw that video, what was kind of the, some of the first things that ran through your head? Yeah, so it's interesting because I'm not typically... I don't typically push against products, but when I saw it, I found myself a little nervous for parents who might use the device as a substitute for attention and the care and some of the things that the the robot was asking the the kid to do felt too almost too much like a person, like a replacement of a, per, a person. And if the name of the company embodied, <laughs> it it it's a it personifies this robot in such a way that is, I think, potentially unhealthy. And it's interesting because I imagine some of the pushback would be, well, wait a minute, they play video games, they there's lots of TV, there's there are things that kids do and interact and learn, but it's that embodied language and some of the 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 interaction that the feeling the emotions that connectivity that that kid's going to experience with a robot that concerned me yeah and i when you shared it with me that was kind of the part that frightened me um just thinking about the world that our children are going to grow up in and listeners know i have two boys um i have an almost 4 year old and an almost 2 year old and right before we jumped on this interview, I was re-watching the promo video um, just to kind of refresh my mind about the robot and things. And my four-year-old was standing next to me, and he's watching. He's fascinated with robots right now. He just thinks they're the coolest things in the world. Uh, he really loves the movie Wall-E uh, that Disney put out a few years ago. And he was watching it, and my wife and I were just kind of – we weren't actually watching the video. We were watching him. Um, just to see how he was reacting to it. And he was kind of grinning because he thought it was really cool. Um, and that's one of the things that when I looked at this, my initial impression was, man, there are a lot of dangers here. But I also was like, man, this is kind of cool um, in some sense too. And part of that was is we we read a lot about how these generations that are growing up in the age of kind of smart uh, social media and smartphones and screen time and things that they're spending too much time in front of screens. And one of the advantages of this type of uh, technology, this robot, is that it is you see the video opening where the kid is like kind of watching a video on his iPad and his parents bring in this moxie robot. And the promotional video is intentionally designed to say, hey, look, we're taking your kids away from screen time. And we're doing something that's more interactive, more playful, and more meaningful than just staring at a screen. And so that's kind of – it's. I see the advantages and some of the benefits of it, even though there are a lot of dangers in my mind. I don't know kind of what you thought about that in terms of – you yeah. have – your kids are older than mine. 
Uh, my kids are just growing up, and we do try to limit screen time in our home. Um, but we also want to encourage creativity and fun play and kind of open play uh, where they're utilizing technologies because we don't want to just shun them and say that, hey, you cannot use these things um, in our home because we this is the world that they're going to be living in. And we want them to be comfortable with it and also have that relationship with us. So it's just kind of this tension in our minds um, as young parents. And you're a little bit further along in the journey. So I'd love to hear some of your thoughts. Yes, I think you're exactly right that there can be some benefits to this. And someone else brought up the the thought of different kids with um, different needs. So maybe they're 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 on the spectrum of and and there would be some benefit to having a device like this. And so there are, with all things, <laughs> there's always some good and mm-hmm. something bad, right? So so I, I imagine that there will be ways that parents can utilize this technology that is helpful and useful and creative that can help kids learn and engage in different ways. I still... <laughs> find myself more hesitant. And I I don't know if it's, I think it's the personification of the robot. I really, I think that's it. I think that's my hang up because the the little boy in that ad also reads to the robot, which reading out loud is good, but there is some bonds that I just... I'm I'm I, I'm just concerned about those. What what's going to happen as that kid grows and develops, and and if if there's a balance where the kid is also getting human interaction, and um, then I I think you know like with all things there can be some really good, and it can be good and useful. But I found myself more guarded, and it could be just my desire to see kids and people interacting with each other. I, I can think of the church and and there, there's probably a bigger, um, even the, maybe even a theological hang up that I'm having with the personification of the technology. And, but I think I just, as long as parents are aware of the potential pitfalls, you know, people don't do whatever you say robots might. You know, there's just a lot of developmental things that that aren't going to be the same for a robot and a a person and and making sure that they understand how how to um, communicate with other children, how to build relationships, that they don't don't become withdrawn, um, that there's a multitude of different ways that they are interacting with the world around them, depending on their needs and depending on what how it's being used. So so I just say, yeah, you technology can be such a gift. You, we just have to be really wise in how we use and interact with it. Yeah, you're exactly right. And that's where what we do here on Weekly Tech and through a lot of the writing that I do is kind of helping to strike that balance between the promises and the perils of technology. And something that really stood out to me about this Moxie robot, um, one is that the company seems to realize there are going to be certain kind of barriers or red flags that are going to be raised in our mind when we watch the promo video or we check out. So they talk a lot about relational development. They talk a lot about, even in the video, uh, the kid Riley at the very end, the robot incur- sends him on these missions, um, which is kind of encouraging and thinking of like 
especially my boys, they love a mission, uh, this kind of thing that we all need to do together and challenging them. And he, the robot, I don't want to say he or she because it's not a person, uh, but the robot actually encourages <laughs> Riley to invite a friend over and to have a meaningful conversation with his friend. And so it's Which like you really can cool. already see, yeah. yeah, you can you can already see the company is trying to balance that. And you look on their website, like they have a board of advisors and experts, many of which are skilled in child development and studies and education, not just a bunch of engineers that are and software developers coming up with this. And so there is some kind of science and education that's behind it. But one thing that stood out to me um, that may not for a lot of folks is even in the promo video. Uh, the Moxie robot is doing speech therapy um, with one of uh, with Riley uh, on the video, and that really uh, was personal to me because both of my boys are actually engaging in some type of speech therapy, varying levels. They have a little bit of a speech delay, nothing super super serious, but knowing that they could do these things uh, and even have this speech therapy in some sense through this media this media of a robot uh, was really encouraging but also kind of scary and sad for me because I think one of the things, and you mentioned it earlier, of that balance is there's so many good benefits to this on how it can be used, it can challenge, it can help develop, especially depending on uh, where the children are developmentally, but also the dangers of that severed connection uh, between their friends, uh, between their parents. That's one thing I didn't like about the video was that it seemed that mom and dad kind of yes kid was already kind of over using too much screen in his life, and they because they walk in and he's in his bedroom alone on the iPad. So then they hand him another piece of technology, yes, and say kind of this will be better than what you have. And while it might be, it's still not. To me, you see the parents still withdrawing, and that's something that I really encourage parents is whenever you're using technology, especially in the home with children, is that we need to engage with our children as we engage these technologies. I write about that in my book, The Age of AI, talking about how to encourage parents to learn alongside their children when you're using technologies, especially new and kind of emerging tech is not to just hand a tool over, but learn with your child so that it does create those moments and those experiences of a connection between a parent and a child or a friend and a friend doing something together rather than this kind of giving over of the technology and just saying, well, okay, this is now a substitute um, or this is now something else to get lost in um, and we won't connect with you. So that was just something that kind of stood out to me. But I just wanted to kind of get your thoughts on that. What do you think about some of those really tangible benefits, but also that relationship between the parent and the children? You're a little bit older uh, than I am. Your children are a little bit older. Um, and so you have a different kind of unique experience of raising children around screens and technology that I don't. So I just wanted to get your opinion on that. Yeah, I that was actually the first thing I said, I think, when we started, was that was my concern, was the parents being withdrawn, and they were just standing at the door kind of watching their kid interact and learn from the robot, but they weren't engaging with the kid. And, and so even, even the example that you gave of at the end, the robot tells them him what to do. So who's parenting this? kid. And again, I do think that you can have challenges and you can have scavenger hunts and all, all sorts of fun things. But 
for a kid to be told, okay, go invite your neighbor, that I, I really do believe that a parent needs to be involved. And so I'm, I, again, I, I really think that the parent would need to be coaching the child on how to interact, what to believe. So if your robot says, go on a scavenger hunt, you come to us first and ask. That's just an example. Ask before you go on the scavenger. So so that you're still parenting and guiding and with the child. And so and so that still gives the child the freedom to use the technology, the freedom to enjoy the technology, but you're still parenting. And so I do I I that's that to me I think is one of the dangers is that who's instructing and helping the kid to a certain degree, especially when it's things like go and do something rather than, you know, draw me a picture. And then I, I think you're right. And and let's talk about the where we are right now. Right now, I am confident that my children have been in front of screens more than they have ever been in front of screens because of online learning and we're doing work from home. There's, we're just trying to figure it out. And, and, and so they are there. It's funny because at one point we told them, you know, to limit their screen time. And then all of a sudden we're like, okay, everyone get on screens. (laughs) And so, and so I have just found that we have to be extra intentional, not to neglect our kids because we're all busy on our computers. And so when you um, brought up that they took one thing and just gave them another thing, that is something that we have to be aware of, even beyond just the moxie. In general, we just really have to be aware of how much screen time we're putting and, and are we being intentional in our parenting? Are we communicating and talking to our children and enjoying them? And 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 so that is, I think, um, one of the dangers, again, of not just this technology, but any technology. But but when you have something that tells you what to do, like the Moxie, and instructs you to do certain things, you really do need to have an extra eye and ex- being extra involved. Well, I know a lot of parents, especially um, those who might be connected to this podcast and listening, are wondering about screen time. And I'm really glad you brought up the pandemic that we're in the middle of, um, because it does. It's kind of wrecked our screen time habits. I despise on Sunday mornings getting the screen time notification from my iPhone. It's like, hey, here's your weekly yeah. report. And you're like, get behind me, Satan, because I know it's going to be bad. Like, I know it went up last week. I don't need to be reminded of it, or I probably do need to be reminded of it, but I don't want to in that moment. Um, but I know even with our children, we have the blessing that I can work from home. There's a lot of people in the midst of this pandemic who have lost jobs and businesses who are not able to work. I'm thankfully able to work at home, and my wife is actually a stay-at-home mom. That was pre-pandemic. Um, she chose when we had our, our first child uh, that she wanted to stay at home, and that's something I wanted to, uh, to be able to do for her as well. And so um, we have kind of a hidden blessing in that is that for our children, life didn't get totally upended other than dad's here all the time. But I know that's not a blessing that a lot of families have. And so as you're right. balancing children and you're balancing work and typically multiple full-time jobs, mom and dad both having to work in the home, uh, screen time has kind of gotten out of control a little bit for some folks. And it's completely understandable. And there needs to be grace in that. I think we can immediately feel guilty and overwhelmed and overcome by it. 
Um, but there's grace, there's freedom. As Romans 8, 1 says, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Um, there's forgiveness. Um, it's something that we can recognize and seek to put in better uh, habits. And so I want to tell you a little bit about what we're doing for our children at two and four. Um, and then truly, I'd love to hear a little bit about with your children being older, um, how you and your husband have been thinking about uh, screen time and technology, um, especially in the midst of this pandemic. I know for our kids, um, they watch a little bit in the morning, something they watch typically on the TV. That's something that we made kind of an emphasis. I know it sounds like a silly particularity for our family, but I would rather them watch TV on the TV rather than holding the iPad like four inches from their face. Yeah. Um, that's just something I want from them because they're more, they see everything else going around on and around our house um, and can easily, more easily have conversations. They're less engrossed. Um, but then after that, my typically, um, my wife and I do some type of workout or something like that. We eat breakfast. They do watch a little bit of TV where those parents, um, our children eat a lot better uh, when they're watching something and we're talking to them and things. And then typically my wife does a little bit of homeschooling with them. Um, they're still young, but as I said earlier in the podcast, that they both have a little bit of a speech delay. So she's been working on that with them. And so other than that, we don't do a whole lot of like, hey, here's your iPad you know, you can watch something. We typically watch things together. Um, I know that's kind of maybe we're a little different than some parents, but that's just kind of how we've done it in our house, especially kind of having everything upended with the pandemic. So I'd love to hear a little bit, Trulia, with you and your children, um, how you guys are thinking about screen time in the midst of this pandemic. Yeah. So we don't have scheduled screen times. We've just put together some things that help adjust what they're doing on the screens. So one of the things is that often they're actually interacting with friends. So they might be playing a game with a friend or they might be FaceTiming with a friend. So a lot of what they're doing on technology is with other people that they know. So there's their Facebook has some sort of messenger with your friends. And so my daughter, she gets on there with one of her other girlfriends and they're, they like show each other around the house and they do dances together. <laughs> just doing, I laugh because it's the ultimate girl stuff. Like whatever you, that stereotypical thing is, it's, they're doing it. And then my son, he, he is, he's older. So he's, he's actually out on his bike a lot and not in front of screens as much. He's kind of unique in that he has a YouTube channel where he's studying history. Like he teaches history. That's, that's awesome, by the way. Yeah, it's kind of unique. I've seen some of the videos and it's really cool. Oh, that's something I've I've been really encouraged for listeners to check out. Trulia has some really great parenting advice and tips um, and things that she's done with her children. And it's just really fun to see that and to be able to watch those things on your social media channels as an aside. Oh, thank you. Well, and so it's it's kind of fun. So we've and so we've told our daughter she cannot have like a YouTube or something unless she thinks of something useful <laughs> that she can do. So so we're trying to make it not that they're being used by it, but that they're using it for good. Something like not necessarily good. That's a loaded statement, but that that they're using it in some way that's useful or connecting them with someone or. So, so that's what we're, we've tried to do. We just try to get really creative and they love it. So my son has a YouTube channel where he teaches history to his ki to his friends or anyone who will watch. And then my daughter's connecting. Like right now I can hear her in the background. She's talking to one of her friends. And then we're trying to get them outside. It's summer. So 
but this is older kids, so they can go outside by themselves and my son can get on his bike and ride to his buddy's house two blocks away because of the age, which is a big difference. And so if I had younger children right now in the pandemic, I would be probably operating a lot more like Dory is, where you're spending some time letting them free watch something and, and then teaching them something. And then, but um, it's, it's a little different. And there's a really helpful article that I'll drop in the show notes for listeners, um, but it's by uh, my friend John Dyer at Dallas Theological Seminary. Uh, he actually talks a lot about how to think about screen time, and I think it's a really wise approach. I haven't seen a lot of people talking about the difference between this passive screen time and this active screen time. And something he encourages his children, whether it's building or designing or coding or interacting with friends and connecting. So anything that's act, they're actively participating in, he kind of gives them free reign. Like you can do as much drawing, you can do as much creativity. Uh, he teaches, he's a software developer as well. So he teaches his children a little bit about coding. He's like full reign. You can do as much of that kind of stuff with you want within reason. But the passive screen time, uh, which I think is a really helpful distinction of this just giving them a device and letting them watch it, or they're just kind of, they're just, it's like a TV show or a movie or something like that. He encourages children to be actively participating in the technology and engaging with it, ultimately leading to conversations with mom and dad or with friends and family um, about what they're doing, how they're doing it, and showing off. So it's a little bit more interactive. Um, and that's something that I thought was a really helpful um, distinction. It sounds like that's something you're doing in many ways, maybe even unknowingly with your children, is they're engaging technology and using these things, but they're not just passively sitting in front of a screen watching, uh, which I know is a battle, uh, especially with younger children, where they're not as uh, able to be free and just go run outside down the street. While we want to do that in some sense, we also live in a really busy area with a bunch of cars. And so we can't just say, hey, just go outside at three years old. Um, yeah. So that's what I meant by be using technology rather than being used by technology. I think that that is, I think it's really important to, if we can, to enable some sort of way that they can learn or be active rather than passive. Though, of course, my kids are also passively looking. And, and another challenge of this day and age is that, okay, it's at nine o'clock or, or so, we go to sleep. I've woken up at 2 a.m. and I've noticed, oh, the lights are on. Oh, someone popped popcorn in. <laughs> so we're also at that age where they're not out of our control, but it's more, it's difficult to, increasingly difficult to be on top of everything that they're doing. Um, and so, yeah, I'll come out and I'll be like, it's midnight. Stop eating popcorn. Go to bed. <laughs> doing right now. And so so there are some going to be some increased challenges as they become more and more independent and we we can't see everything that they're seeing all the time and and so when my son is at a buddy's house I'll ask him okay so what did you see because <laughs> we we it's harder to be on top of all of that. So there's a lot of challenges with raising children and technology and it's um, entrusting them to the Lord 
Yeah, and I think that's a really important point. And that's where I kind of want to end today. Um, it's just an encouragement for parents. There's a lot of resources out there. Um, I write a little, I have a chapter in my book on family and kind of how to think about technology, especially emerging technologies like AI and the family. Um, but there's a host of resources out there. TechWise Family by Andy Crouch um, is a really helpful book where it talks about how he and his wife, I think there's a new kind of version or a, a 2.0 version coming out soon as well. Uh, from the Crouches, but talking about kind of how to think about technology. And it's something that I encourage listeners, especially those who are parents, to be wise and thoughtful, not to just passively turn over these tools and these technologies to our children, but to learn alongside with them and to think about it and to um, do your research. Um, I wrote a few years ago, and it's still kind of shocking to me, but a lot of the virtual reality devices have zero parental controls or zero filters on them. You cannot even know in many ways what your children are doing on these devices. And so that encouragement to parents is to be thoughtful, to be wise, uh, to take it slow. Uh, you don't have to, your children don't have to be in line with all of their friends and all whatever their friends have um, at various ages. It's something that you as the parent are the prime discipler of your children. And so it's to take that time and be wise about it and be thoughtful. Uh, and truly, I just want to thank you for joining this week and for a fun conversation. And uh, ultimately, thanks for tagging me on that uh, video on Twitter that really kind of got the juices flowing uh, thinking <laughs> about kids and technology. Yes, absolutely. Thank you, Jason, for having me. Well, I want to thank you for listening to this week's interview. As always, if you enjoyed the podcast, please consider leaving us a review at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting app. These reviews are super helpful to us and also to help let people know about the podcast. You can also help spread the word about Weekly Tech by sharing these episodes with friends and colleagues on social media. Thanks, and I hope you have a great week. <laughs>